Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, God is preparing us for the greater. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Lori gonna get me. Good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Woo, you can have a piece. Meredith, you can have anything I got. I promise you can. Good morning, Sabrina. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We were first listening to Ja'Kalen Carr. Um, greater is coming and greater is coming. And now we are listening to Todd Delaney Greater, which comes from his album, A Worshipper's Heart. So you guys just get into the presence of the Lord this morning. His power has been so evident. <laughs> My God, thank you, 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 thank you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We go. There's no sickness. No sickness. Yeah. much greater. My God. My God. Great. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, we bless you, we praise you, we magnify you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, my God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, Lord. My God. My God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God. 
My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. God is for us who can. My God, thank you, thank you. If our God is for us. Thank you, 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 My God, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, 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 thank you. Holy Spirit, be with us this morning. My God, we bless you. We praise you. We thank you. We lift up the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for your holiness. We thank you, Father God, that you are revealing yourself to us today. We thank you for your presence on this devotional today. We thank you for your presence in our home today. We thank you, Father God, that we are not confused. <laughs> we thank you, Father God, we are not entangled with any yoke of darkness. We thank you, Father God, that we are seated in heavenly places and we remain in those heavenly places and we walk in those heavenly places. We thank you, Father God, you are strengthening us today, Lord God. My God, as you reveal yourself more to us, Lord God, that we become more like you, that the same mind that's in Christ Jesus is inside of us, Lord God, that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world so that we will not be deceived. Father God, we are overcome today by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and the word of our testimony is Jesus. The word is our, of our testimony is Jesus. Jesus Christ, you said, if you be lifted up, all men would be drawn unto you. So, Father God, we ask that you bring them in today from the north, from the south, from the east, from the west, Father God, from any place in which they are lost. Lord God, we ask that you're bringing them in and that you're redeeming the time. Father God, we thank you. You are restoring our families today, Father God. My God, that which is broken is being restored, Lord God. Father, you told us in your word that there would come a season where father would be against son and mother against daughter, Lord God. The spirit of strife has been too rampant in our families. The spirit of strife has caused the spirit of contention, the spirit of lewdness, the spirit of crudeness has been too rampant in our families, Lord. God. So we canceled the assignment of the enemy off our families, Lord God, for strong families produce strong communities, Lord God. So we thank you, Father God, that revival, my God is breaking out in our families today, that you are repairing the breach, Father God. My God, that you are healing and mending broken hearts today, Lord God. Restore that which was broken. Restore that which is broken, Lord God. Let us not be overcome by any false doctrine or false wind. Let us Humble ourselves amongst your mighty hands, Father God. 
Father God, forgive us for our parts that we've had in the brokenness, Lord God. And let us come into the more of you. Cleanse us, Daddy God. Purge us, Daddy God. My God. Lord God, we come to you humble and broken. Father God, let revival break out in our homes today. My God, mend the broken hearts. Father God, I thank you, Lord God. We are releasing all frustration. We are releasing all of our pain. My God, let the spirit of forgiveness flow freely in our hearts today. Burn up the chaff, anything in us, Father God, that does not line up with your word, Lord God. My God, if somebody doesn't apologize, Lord God, let them forgive, let us forgive them anyway, Lord. Lord God, my God, Lord God, let the spirit of forgiveness flow freely, Lord God. My God, let us receive forgiveness for ourselves, my God, and let us extend forgiveness to others, my God. Restore our marriages, restore our family relationships with our children, Lord God. Pull the scales off our eyes. Give us ears to hear, Lord God. Let us dig deeper into a relationship with you, Father God. Father God, we place our families in your hands, Father God. My God, it does not matter what the past is. It does not matter what the circumstance is. It does not matter what the situation is, Lord God. Strife has ran rampant too long in our families. So we bind the spirit of strife back to the pits of hell from which it came. Lord God, and we lose your love, your peace, your joy, your contentment, and your satisfaction into our families. My God, let greater is he in us rise up. Let the truth rise up. My God, it is our obligation to you, Father God, to love like never before. You commanded us to love you first and love others as we love ourselves. So, Father God, help us to repair our broken selves so that we can restore our families, so our families can be healed, so our families can be whole. My God, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just stand in the gap this morning for all marriages. <laughs> You did not create marriages to be broken. You did not create marriages to be broken. My God, so I thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you are healing all marriages today, Father God. I thank you that your love and your truth will prevail, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for kingdom marriages. I cancel the assignment of the enemy off marriages. And Father God, I thank you, Father God, to all of those that are, um, that, that which is what was, Lord God, that we will let go of what was, Lord God, and we will hold on to the hope of what can be, Father God. My God, any brokenness, Lord God, any adultery, anything that has been in the marriage, anything that's been defiling the marriage bread, anything that's been separating us from your love and separating for your us from your will for marriage, Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, we're coming out. I bind it back to the pits of hell. There'll be no separation, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for husbands who are satisfied by their wife's breasts. And I thank you, Father God, for women of God who will submit to their husbands. And I thank you, Father God, for husbands who love their wives as Christ loves the church. 
My God, heal our land. Heal our country of divorce. I'm sick of divorce. I'm over divorce. I'm over broken families. You have the power to restore, Father God. You have the power to heal, Lord God. So I thank you, Lord God. Revival is being broken out, is breaking out, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Nothing is too impossible. Nothing is too too big. My God, we thank you. My God, we bless you. Sanctify our marriages. Sanctify our marriages. Sanctify our marriages. My God. And anything that's pulling us into ungodliness and anything that's pulling us into temptation and anything that's pulling us away from a healthy, godly marriage. Lord God, I ask that you to destroy it right now. That the word severs the cord right now. You break up this foolishness right now. We will not have multiple partners. We will not be multiple marriages. I thank you, Lord God, for restoring even those that have been divorced. My God, for my, my women and women that have been divorced, restore their broken hearts. Let them put their faith and hope in you. Let them put their trust in you. Let them set their affection upon you, Father God. But daddy, God, we need you to heal the marriages. We need you to heal our land. We need revival to break out in the name of Jesus. Sanctify the marriages. Sanctify the marriage bed. Let the marriage bed be holy, Father God. Let the marriage bed be holy, Lord God. We thank you, Father 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 God, in the name of Jesus. That which was broken be restored. That which is broken be restored. Holy, 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 holy. Holy, 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 holy is he. My God, I thank you. Holy is he. 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 My God. I thank you, Lord God. I want to give you the scripture for something I said, Proverbs 5 and 19. Um, because sometimes people are like, what does she mean to be satisfied by his bre her breast? The scripture says, um, may your fountain, may teen, it's wisdom for marriage. May your fountain be blessed and may you rejoice in the wife of your youth. A loving doe, a graceful farm. May her breast satisfy you always. May you be captivated by her love forever. So often when I pray, I pray the word of God um, because that is the way the Holy Spirit has taught me to pray the word of God. So I wanted to bring that scripture to to the forefront because I don't want people to think I'm just making something up, right? No, the word of God says that your husband is supposed to be satisfied before you by your breast. Don't take that. You can take that literal, but we want to take that scripture and apply it, especially if adultery or some other things look like they've been surfacing. We pray the word of God. No, Lord God, let him be satisfied by my breast. Don't let him be satisfied by anybody else's breast. Like, that's what we do. We apply and we pray. The 20th verse says, Why be captivated, my son, by an adulteress or embrace the bosom of a stranger, right? And if you're a woman and that's your struggle, you can still apply this scripture and say, Lord, I don't want to be captivated by a stranger. I don't want to be intoxicated by anybody else but my husband. 
<laughs> I don't want to be captivated. I don't want to be captivated by anybody else's my husband. You can take the word literally and apply the word to your situation and pray the word of the Lord over your situation. I don't want to be captivated by anybody or my husband. I want my marriage to work. I want my marriage to be strong. I want my marriage to be divorced. I mean, to be whole. And those of you that are divorced, then you pray and ask God to restore you. You ask God to heal your broken heart and to repair the breach. And if you long to get married again, then put that petition before the Lord and leave it there. But spend your, spend your time Spend your time getting healed. You spend your time getting whole. I've never been divorced, but I know for a fact that divorce takes a lot out of you. That's the assignment of the enemy. The goal of divorce is to deplete you, deplete you so that you have no hope um, in being married again, so that you have no hope in what God said when he said it is not good for man to be alone or woman to be alone. The assignment of divorce is so that you never, ever have hope again in a healthy marriage or that you never have, that you remain bitter and forlorn, right? And strife and unforgiveness harbor um, so har harbor things, strife and unforgiveness, harbor things, strife and un unforgive us, leave us in certain positions and places in our hearts so that we won't become overcomers. Um, strife and unforgiveness hinder our prayers, strife and unforgiveness, um, hinder us from walking whole and healthy. Um, there has been a generation of bitterness. Um, the enemy has wanted women to live in bitterness for so long, right? They want, he wants us to be bitter, Meredith. He wants us to, to be bitter because he knows if we're bitter, right, then our heart is not pliable and it's closed off to God. So if I get you, if, if I get you, which is also why we're not supposed to put all our hope and trust in our relationships, right? Many of us courted wrong. Many of us dated wrong. I'm not going to go into far, so far into that. Many of us loved wrong, right? And because we loved wrong and we courted wrong and we dated it wrong and we put all our hope and trust in our relationships then when it when it looked like when it looked like those relationships failed us which they did not right or or we we thought god it made us think god failed us well god didn't fail us right we just put our hope in relationships we wanted these relationships or these men or these women to be god in our lives and we set them in the place of god well then when the relationship failed we thought god failed us well that's the assignment of the enemy i want you to think god failed you so that you will not put your hope and trust in god right you won't put your hope and trust and God, you will put your hope and trust in other things. And God never designed for us to put our hope and trust in anything else but himself, right? And so foundationally, we've been structured wrong where relationships are concerned. And because we've been structured wrong where relationships are concerned, then we lose our hope in who Jesus Christ is, right? That's why Paul was like, if you can be single, just be single. Because once you get married, this is going to pull on your attention from God. And if your foundation is not strong enough and the the other person is not a strong believer, then you will be pulled into directions that is not like God. Get right? That's why he said, don't be unequally yoked. Um, it's difficult when you marry an unbeliever, but the scripture also tells us that your heart towards God just find that will win him in favor or win her in favor. There again, God being the center of the relationship. There again, God being the focus, right? So when I marry somebody that's not a believer and I, I find the relationship becoming 
um, bitter or cantankerous, or they may not even believe where I am, right? Um, it, it's, it's, not, it's not me lording over them. It's not me beating them up with scripture. It's not me. No, the, my, the way that I win them to God is that my heart be towards God. My God, my God, the way that I win them, that, that's just it. The way that I win them, it's not me lording over them. It's not me preaching to them. It's that my heart be towards God. That's the way that I'm going to win over an unbeliever. That's the way I'm going to win over my unbelieving spouse is that my heart be towards God. And it's just not my unbelieving spouse. It's those that are not in the kingdom of Christ. The way that I'm going to win you over is not that I browbeat you. My God, it's not that I public shame you. It's not. It's that you experience the love of Christ. Um, that you expend the love of Christ in me. And so when you experience the love of Christ in me, that's it. First Peter three and one wives in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husband so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by, by the behavior of their wives. That's just the word. That's the, that's the word that that's the word. That's the like that's just the word we don't win them over by words we win them over by the behavior of my wife so when if i thought i was gonna win someone over by my words no i'm gonna win somebody over when my heart is towards god when i seek you first the kingdom of heaven then everything else is gonna be added unto me the gospel is not forgetting that's not and i'm not not forgetting the gospel is not for us to get the gospel is for us to give John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life the gospel is not for us to get the gospel is so that we can give so that our um, will begins to perfectly align with the will of God so that we can be the hands and feet of Jesus well that starts first in our house and then as it begins in our house we begin to take that outward into the world and we begin to go into the world and we begin to make impact in the world and we begin to go make a difference in the world. That's what the gospel is for. That's what the gospel of Jesus Christ came. We are on assignment to disciple others so that more can begin to look like Jesus. That is our assignment. It's not forgetting. Everything else is going to be added unto us. And when we set our affection on things above, those things will be added onto us as we continue to promote the gospel of Jesus Christ and remember that Jesus is the beginning, the end. So mark that down today. The gospel is not for getting. It's not for you to get. The gospel is so that you begin to give love and live like Jesus Christ. And if we're studying the gospel properly, we'll see, we'll see this and we'll begin to manifest the things of Christ on this earth, right? Casting out demons, laying hands on the sick, um, telling the story as he told and winning others towards Christ through our behavior and not our words. My God, what a powerful word that was. What a powerful word that was. Well, good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Akeisha. If this is your very first time on here, this is our community of believers, and we are always super excited about the word of God. The goal and the mission of this ministry is to get the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the world. We are coming for the brokenhearted. We are coming for those who are discouraged. We are coming for those that feel like absolutely no one else loves them. 
but we know without a fact that Jesus loves us. My God, that's going to be in my spirit all day. The gospel is not forgetting. That's going to be in my spirit. It's not forgetting. It's forgiving. That is what the gospel of Jesus Christ, all that other stuff, the stuff that we've been believing God for, it's going to manifest. It'll happen in its due season. God's perfect will is going to align up, but I got to focus on the gospel so that I can give and be in position so that I can love God with all my heart and love others as I love myself. That's what's going to repair and restore our marriage. That's what's going to strengthen our marriages. That is why God had us interceding this morning for marriage because he wants us to have healthy marriages because he knows healthy marriages build strong communities, right? Right? Healthy, healthy marriages build strong communities. Healthy marriages build strong families. Healthy marriage builds strong children. When you have strong communities and strong children, then things will begin to change. We got to get more of us's, more of those of us that love Christ out into this world so that we can begin, begin to multiply and increase. Ooh. That's a word right there so that we can begin to multiply and increase. So that is why we are spending so much time renewing our mind in the word, right? Because so many of us have been bogged down. We've been heavy, heavy, right? And Christ is like, no, if I be lifted up, then I'm going to draw all men unto me, right? And so that is why so many of us have been heavy and weighted with the things of the world. That is why God has consistently taught us on this devotional. No, one, we're going to live by the spirit, Come on, Holy Spirit, teach this thing this morning. One, we're going to live by the Spirit. We're not going to live by the flesh, right? Anything fleshly in us, Father God, I need you to take it out because we're not going to be able to walk into the fullness of who you called us to be if I'm continuing to live by the flesh. What does the flesh produce? The flesh produces death. The flesh, there's, there's no middle ground. Anytime I live by the flesh, the flesh is going to do what? Go over to Galatians 5.22. It's going to go five. It's going to produce death. The flesh is not going to produce life at all. There's nothing living in the flesh. It's going to produce after this world. It's going to produce according to man, right? So our focus is learning. How do I learn to live outside this world system? How do I learn to live outside what this world says successful? How do I learn to live? How does my marriage learn to become successful in Christ Jesus? How do the relationships I'm involved in, how do I live outside this world system so that I gratify and honor you? That's what we've been learning. That's what we've been getting built up in because it's not just church. It's not, it's not just church. It's not just us going to church. We are supposed to be disciples. We are supposed to be active. We are supposed to be elevated in the things of God, making impact out here for God. That is the, that is it. That is what God has called us to do. That is what we are supposed to do. We're supposed to love God with all our heart, love others as we love out here, making disciples out here, loving out here, being the hands and feet of Jesus, serving the poor, taking care of the sick, taking care of the widows. My God, Asking, when is the last time I took care of widow? When is the last time I took care of the poor? For those of you that are involved in feed the streets, that's what you're doing. So that's what we're supposed to do. Well, in order to do that, we got to live by the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 2, 14. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness. And I can, cannot understand them because they are only discerned 
through the spirit. The spiritual man judges all things, but he himself is not subject to anyone else's. Back it up to the 13th verse. And this is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. Lord, help me to express spiritual truths in spiritual words. Help the help me, Holy Spirit, help me to override my flesh. Help me to override wrong thinking. Help me to override things. That's why 1 John and 4 and 4, right? We quote this scripture all the time. I hear you, Holy Spirit. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, right? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Well, when he was talking to them about that, he was talking to them about false prophets and false teachings. He was saying, greater is the spirit in you, the spirit of discernment in you, so that you won't get yourself entangled and believe any wind and any false doctrine. I don't want you caught up in any wind. I don't want you caught up in any doctrine. I don't want you to believe just what anyone says to you. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. What is inside me in the spirit is greater than anything outside this world. Greater than any teaching, greater than any doctor. No, what's inside of me through the spirit is greater than what's in this world. And if I allow the spirit to leave me, it'll give me the discernment I need so that I can walk into the things of this, not of this world, not of my flesh, but walk into the thing and then go do the greater works. And then go make the impact and then go make the change. But we got to begin to be able to decipher or you can use the word discern. We got to be able to discern what's in me that's not of God. That, 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 that's, that's been like what's in me, not of God. What's, what's inside of me, what's operating inside of me, that's not of God. What's, what's inside of me that does not belong to you. What's inside of me that's hindering me from walking into the more of you. What's, what's inside of me. So if I want to be greater, right? I want to be greater. Lord, large my territory, increase my capacity to do more for you. Then it must mean that I've got to become less so that you can become more. David said to us, Psalm 51, a broken and contrite spirit. I got to become less so that you can become more. There's something that's hindering me from making impact. There's something that's hindering me from um, reaching the gospel. No, greater is he greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. Greater is the spirit of the Lord that is in me when I accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior than it's in the world. The discernment that's in me. That's not just about you. That scripture is just not about you overcoming and obtaining things. We, it, it's, it, it, it will reveal itself to you. It can encourage you so that you can overcome. But what that scripture is telling you is greater is the wisdom of God in you. Greater is the spirit of truth in you than anything outside this world. And if you will allow, come on, Holy Spirit, if you will allow that truth, that biblical truth, that to be inside of you, then guess what you're going to be able to do? You're going to be able to come overcome the world. You're not going to believe false teachings. You're not going to believe false doctrines. And the reason why is because the greater one lives in you because you recognize that the greater one is active in you. Ephesians 1 and 17 says, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. It's in the knowledge of him in the amplified version. It says, I always pray that the Lord, our God, Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory may grant you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation that gives you a deep and personal intimate insight into the true knowledge of him. We need to be in deep 
and intimate insight. This is the part where we have to do the work. This is the part where we have to recognize there may be things that's inside of me that lines up way more with the world than it does with Jesus Christ. That's why we can't afford to take the scripture in part. That's why we can't afford to, to miss what the word of God is saying. That's why we can't afford to not have the word of God revealed into us. The word is the truth. John 17, 17, right? And being a Christian seems great. It seems honorable. But to obey the scriptures is where the truth lies in. To allow the scriptures, to obey the scriptures, to become less so that God can become more. To not hang on to every wind and every doctrine, right? That's what the scripture says. I don't want you to buy into every wind. I don't want you to buy into every doctrine. I need the word to become the truth in your life. I need the word to become the truth in your life. What does the word say? We were praying for marriages. What does the word say? about your marriage, not what mama them told you, not what a class taught you, not what degrees told you. What does the word say about your marriage? What does the word say about your business? What does the word say about your children? What is the word leading you to? Well, the Lord gave us common sense. I hear you, but my five senses, or the Lord gave you five senses, touch, taste, see, hear, smell has not led me absolutely anywhere right? The spirit of the Lord, right? The spirit of all truth is what has led me into the places and that I need to go in order for me to make impact with God. So let's chew on that today, right? Let's, let's say that Ephesians 4 and 14, then we will no longer be like infants tossed back and forth by waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming, right? Lord, open our eyes, our understanding so we can hear, so we will not be defeat, deceitfully schemed, <laughs> that we will not be deceitfully schemed, right? Give us the revelation of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. Give us that level of wisdom and knowledge and understanding so that we will not be deceitfully schemed. We don't want to be deceitfully schemed. There is, that's not what he called us to do, right? Well, in order for us not to be deceitfully schemed, we're going to have to more, have more knowledge of him. And we're going to have to trust this by faith. We're going to have to trust that the word is the word without overly you want to discern the word, but you don't want to, I don't, that, that don't apply to me. Well, that, that was, that's old. That was for other generations. No, this applies right now. <laughs> Everything in the word applies right now. Everything in the word you can take right now and apply to your life and it will change your life. Some of it may take time, but if you take it and apply it to your life, it will change your life. It will change your life. It will set your heart into a different direction. It will give you the peace that passes all understanding. I want to read something to you and then we're going to get out of here because this scripture came up and I love this. And I think this, I, I know how the Lord loves to encourage us, right? And so I want to just read to you something about when he fought, fought, fed the 5,000. And this scripture for me remains true that God always shows up in his presence. And God is always with us. And when he's with us, he's not going to leave us or forsake us. So I want to give you this. And I know this, this is God encouraging us this morning. So this is Matthew, the 14th chapter and the third verse. It says, when Jesus heard about John, he left there privately in a boat and went to a scheduled place. But when the crowds heard of this, they followed him on foot from, from cities. So they following him. They trying to be wherever Jesus is. Some of them probably are nosy. Some of them are looking for a, a miracle, but they're trying to be where Jesus is. 
He says, when he went ashore, he saw a large crowd and felt profound compassion on them and healed their sick. God is always a God of compassion. He saw how they followed them. He saw them. This, this is an encouraging word for me. God is always a God of compassion. The Lord will find compassion on you. Do not allow the enemy to make you think that the Lord, is, the Lord your God is not compassionate. It said they were following him. I promise you, I think I could preach this. I, they were following him. They were pursuing him. Even if they were in pursuit of him for the wrong things, Meredith, it does not matter. They were following him. They were in pursuit of them. And because they were following him, I know for a fact they went to the end of themselves. And I think we're just in a position and a place where we come to the end. We need to come to the end of ourselves, right? They're following him. They're longing. They're looking for something else. He says, so compassion for them and he healed their sick. When even came, the disciples came to him and said, this is an isolated place and the hour is already late. There's so much in this. There's so much in this. This is an isolated place and the hour is already late. My God. I got to get off here, but there is so much in this. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages, but good, buy food for themselves. I love God this morning. My God in the most isolated of places. My God, we're getting ready to see God provide for them in the most isolated places, in what seems desolate, in a place in which it seems like there is absolutely no provision. I hope you feel encouraged today. I hope you're starting to feel the encouragement of what the Lord is saying to us this morning. Thank you for this, Lord. He says, this is an isolated place and the hour is already left. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. See, the scripture can be inspirational, right? Because I, when I read this, I'm like, if he did it for them, he's going to do it for me. If I'm in an isolated place, he got me. If it's late, he got me. If it's crowded, he got me. There is nothing too big. God is omnipotent. God is omniscient. This is how I get inspiration. When I start reading the word of God, I'm like, ooh, they was in an isolated place. The hour is already late. Seemed impossible. It was crowded. He said, so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. They ain't got to go nowhere. They ain't got to go nowhere. They can sit right here in my presence. They can sit right here in my presence. They can stay right here where we at. They ain't got to move. They ain't got to go off into the villages. They ain't got to go nowhere else. They can stay right here. Thank you, Lord. They can stay right here. He said, but Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And then this is the disciples. They replied, we have nothing except, I love God. We have nothing here except Five loaves of, and two fish. Nothing except this all we got. We got five loaves. We got two fish. We ain't got nothing. We ain't got nothing except. We ain't got nothing but a little bit. We ain't got nothing but except. I hear you, Lord. He said, bring them here to me. Yeah, Meredith, God has us. He said, bring them here to me. And this is what I know for a fact. Whatever you bring to God, he multiplies. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Whatever you bring to God, he multiplies. I just believe that. I'm going to give you a few scriptures to back that up, and then we're going to shut this down today. Whatever you bring to God, he said multiplies. He said bring them to here. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down. <laughs> there is something about the rest. 
There is something about when we sit down. There is something about when we take the load over off our shoulders. There is something about when we cast our cares on God because he cares for us. My God, I want to preach this. I want to preach this all morning. Come on, Lord. Thank you for this revelation. There is something about when we turn it over to God. There is something about when we make the decision that we're going to give it to God, that something happens that it multiplies, that it increases. Something happens when we sow our seeds. Something happens. Some, that, that every Remember last week, seed has a sound. Seed, seed has a sound. Seed has a sound. He said, then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass and he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up towards heaven. Thank you, Lord. He's looking up towards heaven. My God, in the name of Jesus, he blessed it. My God, he broke the loaves. He gave them to the disciples. The disciples gave them to the people and they all ate and were satisfied. In God, we lack absolutely nothing. You're not going to lack nothing. You cannot bring it to God and then not multiply. You, you cannot bring yourself as an offering to God and you not multiply and increase and go grow greater in God, not greater in yourself, right? He says, then he ordered, he said, and they were all satisfied. And then they picked up 12 full baskets of the leftover, broken pieces. There were about 5,000 men who ate. That was just the men besides the women and the children. Ecclesiastes 11 and 1 tells us, cast your bread cast your bread on upon the waters for you will find it after many days whatever you give to god he multiplies <laughs> whatever you give to god he increases give your worries give your stress give your fears give all give it to god there is nothing you need to carry jesus said my yoke is easy your but whatever you give to god he's going to multiply there was a miracle in this bible right and jesus taught taught us the truth here right 5000 people in an isolated place there is no place that you are isolated that god isn't there that god is not involved, but you are rich. You rich in kingdom. You rich in his glory. You are rich. You're seated in heavenly places. You're the righteous of Christ Jesus. There is no isolated place. My God, there was no isolated place. They were in a position and a place where they had to depend on God. My God, it was night. If they had traveled to the villages, I don't know what would happen. If they had moved from the presence of the Lord, I don't know what happened. All they needed to do was stay seated in his presence. Come on, Holy Spirit. All they needed to do was stay in the presence of the Lord. All they needed to do was stay in position and stay in place. And he took it. He blessed it. My God, he broke it. And then it multiplied. It's something in the breaking, baby. It's something it's something in the breaking. God will always give you more than he need. He, um, <laughs> Ephesians 3 and 20 says, exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. You are rich. You rich in Christ Jesus. That's what God does in your life. Even when you think you're broken, even though when you think you're, multi you're isolated, stay seated in his presence. Stay in his face. Do not move. There's something manifesting in the breaking and multiplication and increase is going to come because what you do for God is going to, can I give you this? Whatever. If I leave mother, 
or father. Come on now. This is what he told. This is what Jesus told him in the word. He said, if you leave mother or father for my sake, that's what he said to him in the word. He said, if you're going to leave mother or father for my sake, if you, if you leave them for my sake, if you go ahead and go out and do it for my sake, I'm going to increase you a hundred times and you go inherit the kingdom of heaven. I'm going to add to you. I'm going to just find that scripture. I'm going to multiply you. If you leave for my sake, if you follow the gospel for my sake, if you stay seated at my feet for my sake, if you stay in my position, if you stay isolated, if you stay in the zone, if you stay on the narrow path, I'm going to multiply and I'm going to increase you. He said that if you do it for my sake, it's something coming to you. He said it, not Lakeisha. I'm not making anything up. He said, all, he said, if you seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, everything else is going to be added unto you for his sake. If you make him first position for his sake, he's going to handle all the rest. So you are not isolated. You are not broken. Baby, you're in the position for multiplication and increase. That's the word of the Lord for you today. <laughs> you are not isolated. You are in the position for multiplication and increase for his glory. That's the word of the Lord for today. That's it. Anybody need to be saved? Anybody accepted Jesus Christ as Matthew 19 and 29? Anybody accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? If not, here's your beginning. I was so lost without Jesus. I was. I was so lost without Jesus. This world offered me a plate. It looked like it was lined on a silver platter. It looked like I was winning. I was losing. Every time I ate off the plate of the world, I started losing my soul. I started losing myself. Every time I, I, I participated and acted like this world, I was not, I was gaining the world. That's what the scripture says, but I was losing my soul. And the only way that I got the, got back to me being who I'm supposed to be in Christ was Jesus. Jesus. It was just Jesus. And I know for a fact, Jesus people are like, how you know Jesus? I was a hot mess. Only Jesus could have turned me loving and kind and compassionate and considerate. The only reason I'm that way is because of Jesus. It's not Lakeisha. It's Jesus in me. Jesus. So I want you to take this moment. Don't let another minute pass, right? Just right now, confess first, I'm a sinner. Dear Jesus, I've sinned against you, and I'm sorry for my sins. And then ask him to come into your heart. I'm asking you to come in my heart and take away my sins. And I promise to love you as best as you can. Thank you for saving me. Holy Spirit, I need your help. And guess what? He will no way cast you out. That's the kind of God we serve. <sighs> Thank y'all for this. Thank you for letting me pour in your hearts and your spirits today. Thank you for letting me pray, pray with you today. Thank you for standing with me today. Thank you to all my partners today. You make this possible. You make this possible. This is the reason we're able to get the gospel out. This is the reason we're able to feed the streets. This is the reason we're able to participate in the feminine hygiene products. This is the reason we're able to help fund and support other ministries, people. You help me do this. So thank you to all my partners. Thank you for all of us, for all of you who trust LMJ Ministries. If you want to be a partner, you want to get a part of this, you, God has placed on your heart to give into this ministry, go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. You can cash app us, dollar sign LMJ Ministries. Our goal is to get the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout this world. Let me bless you today. Father God, I thank you for your word today. I thank you we are sealed to the day of redemption. And I thank you we are sealed in your word. And I we lift up one name today, and that is Jesus. 
Anything in our eyes, anything in our hearts, anything in our mind that does not line up with your word, reveal it to us today, Daddy God. My God, let us be seated in your presence. My God, we're okay with the isolation. We through complaining about the isolation. Let us be seated in your presence, Lord God. For there in your presence, my God, we are finding ourselves in you and losing ourselves in the word. Father God, bless all my partners today. My God, multiply and increase them, Daddy God. Some 30, some 60, and 100 fold. Let them see the return. Let them see the return in their heavenly bank accounts. My God, let them see a return on what they deposit in this ministry. In Jesus' name, amen. I cover you in the blood of Jesus. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. I cancel every assignment of the enemy off your life. You will be victorious in Jesus Christ. You will be victorious in Jesus Christ. I love you. I'll see you back here in the morning. Don't forget, share the devotional. Put it in someone's timeline. You can listen to us on podcast. You can listen to us on YouTube. LB, we've already covered your family in the blood of Jesus. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. I thank you, Father God, that your honor is being returned in Jesus' name. i see y'all back in the morning. Go be loved today. Love. Peace. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, Log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.